0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're crossing live via the miracle of technology and via satellite uh, to Wellington, to the home and studio of the one and only Mr. Mike August, aka Mike Fab, aka Lord Echo. Kia ora, and great
1: to talk to you. We've been meaning to do this for years. In we fact. we and have, here we
0: are. We have literally talked about. Talking for years, but I, I guess yeah. it, all things all things happen uh, when they're supposed to. So that's uh, that's all yeah. good. That's A, all good.
1: When in my world yeah. it seems to be anything that I plan to do takes at least two years to materialise. It <laughs> seems to be the time frame from which an idea, something I might talk about or think about. It's a minimum of two years before it it materializes.
0: When we first initiated this interview, you said you were working on some drums. You said it's cool. I I just need I'll I'll tutu with these drums some more.
1: What are you working on? The next project? I am just I just take any opportunity I can to record the drum drums because I honestly don't know why I love recording the drums so much. It causes me so much frustration frustration and pain. Mm. But it's just one of the when I try to think about. what were my, you know, when I was trying to think about trying to get a proper job at one point, um, mm. well, a job of any kind, you know, <laughs> I have have an income, have a stable kind of income. Yes. I um, I thought about what, what have I done in one of my skills besides music? Because I I have been a professional musician my whole life. I have to say my whole adult life. Yeah. And I thought the only other thing, you know, I'm for some reason I'm compelled to record the drums. I don't know why. I always just want to do it. And the only other thing I've really done is raise children and a little bit of gardening. So sort of, <laughs> and at that point, that was when I tried to sort of uh, get more serious about having a recording studio and recording yes, music. you're right. But, because um, it seemed to make sense, you know, I've spent all, you know, I've invested so much money and equipment, and but then I realised that I, I just can't actually stand most music, and um, <laughs> and it was not, it's not the right thing for me to do. I'm too judgmental,
0: you, so. Um, are, are, you judgema- are you judgmental of music in general, do you think?
1: I think I'm actually just quite judgmental in general, although I've tried to, you know, of course that sort of softens with age. Yes. And um, I can really see, um, you know, if you live your whole life within your judgmental mind, yes. then it creates a great barrier between you and the outside world. So, you know, part of the struggle of adulthood for me, I think, has been is, is learning to live especially with other people, to just, those thoughts still arise where, you, you know, it's, it's part of, I, I guess, there's probably a good evolutionary reason to make snap judgments about people. Those, you know, those things arise, but you just see them for what they are and um, realize that I just wish everybody the very best in life. I really would love it if everybody were happy. And if, and if I, you know, so if I relate to the outside world, isn't just strangers passing on the street, then I find it's a much softer, nicer place place to live but yeah the but with music certainly I I, I don't know why you know so I just have a sense a strong sense of what, what you like I, what, what, you, what I like yeah. and what, what I'm attracted to and what I'm not attracted to I, I don't know who knows why I yeah. don't know why
0: and I mean it, I guess and so right and that so in doing that that's what propels you to make your own music and and not only that I yeah. guess engineer your own music I mean you, you yeah yeah record totally. it yourself everything right
1: yeah, that's that. It, it's that kind of desire to have to have some kind of satisfaction on some level of, yes, this is what this satisfies me. You know, whatever it is, a sound, a song. Yeah. You know, it's that's that's definitely the primary thing which shapes my music for better or worse. You know, so it is. It does have some positive, um, some positive outcomes, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it's also it's unpleasant to live with (laughs) at times. Yeah, yeah. It'd be good if it it had a switch, you know, because, I mean, I do genuinely think that it's the person that can enjoy the the widest and take pleasure in the widest variety of kind of things in life is the winner, really. And when you become, the deeper you get into anything, be it music or food or whatever it is that you're into, the harder it becomes to like everything because you get to... You know, learn the subtleties of the thing, and and something that you could enjoy as a total novice and with utter naivety, you can no longer enjoy because you can see all its flaws. So I think mm. it's good to have it's good to have some things in life that you're really skilled and you go really deep into, and then other things which you just know nothing about and but really enjoy and don't really try to go any deeper, so that you can just be a bit freer. You know, right, right,
0: appreciate <laughs> yeah. it by not knowing. Appreciate, it, it. yeah, Appre- uh, yeah, right.
1: I, I mean, like when I was a kid, when I was. Um, you know, when I was a young teen, or you know, especially around the age of twelve or whatever, I could happily listen to the music that was on the radio and enjoy some of it. Yeah. I can, you know, and I can't, I can't do that now because <laughs> it sounds like trash to me most of it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man, that's amazing. Including my own music, you know, like uh, that's the. Do you find that? I mean, I'm, with like your old. Own- I'm as vicious. I'm more vicious on my music than anybody else's. You know. Right. Really. Do you look oh, back yeah. at your, like, like old Lord
0: Echo records and say, oh, God, what did I do that? I mean, I, I love your records, so I, I <sighs> there's no, I, I don't, no duds I, there, I but mean, do you? There's,
1: there's, there, no, no, I mean, there's there's lots of, I, I when I hear them, I go, now I go, oh, yep, no, that I can recognise that, you know, there's always things that I wish, you know, especially from a technical point of view, yeah. um, there's things that I wish were better. You know, I'm, I'm always, tr- I want to try and make records that sound great in a club. That's what I want to try and do, but right. it's very hard. Right. Um, and so there's always those problems. But I think because I, you know, to make whatever, how many songs are on a record, 10 songs or whatever, I made so many others that were just complete failures and, you know, I've worked so hard on those songs. I'm quite happy with with the most of them you know yes but it took you know like it took a lot to get to that point and and that's i think that's that's an important part of again with the judging mind i guess it's funny seems to be a theme but um i think it's a really important part of the creative process is actually being able to switch off to be able to follow your impulses switch off the judgmental mind Mm. and um and follow whatever make whatever you feel like making and often i'll be making something that It sucks, you know, but Mm. I'm really driven to make it for some reason. I'm like, this is really bad. I hope no, I'm never going to play this to anyone, but (laughs) I really want to make it. (laughs) And I I think if you don't allow yourself, in my experience, if you don't allow yourself to make stuff that sucks and just follow your impulse and just do whatever you feel like doing, Mm. you start to close off your, the creative flow and you don't often that's, you know, good ideas come out of real stinkers you know it might be I I might make a whole song that I know is really stink and and I'm like this is stink but I want to make it for some reason and (laughs) I make it and then there'll be one little idea in there somewhere which I'll then turn into a song that I really like right and if I hadn't let myself um, go there in the first place um, I wouldn't have got to the gold on the other side and I guess it's that whole thing of just never You just don't know what something's going to become when you have an idea, whatever it is. Yeah. um, If you're lucky enough to have an idea, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just kind of go with it and um, see see where it leads. If you've got the luxury of time, that's what I always. I mean, in my, I have done a little bit of mentoring in um, schools, and that's Mm. always tried to be my take home message: is just to try to be let it let it uh, go. Because it's so difficult for me. Yeah, just to try and be kind, a little kind to yourself. You know, don't always be going, ah, this is no good. I'm no good. You know, you gotta. That voice will be there. You just gotta. Suspend it and do, and follow your impulse. That's you good know. advice. Judge it later. That's judge very good later. advice. Judge it in a year's time. I, I find it takes me like, it'll be like three years before I really sort of be able to hear what I was doing and actually be able to judge, in a position to have enough distance to be able to judge something. Mm. You know, P- mm. previous to that, I'm like. I still just hear. I'm just too deep in it. Still, I'm still still too close to it. Um, so it's only it's only uh, years after you've released something that you actually find out what you're actually doing.
0: And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> you, this is something that came up earlier. We were discussing. I mean, obviously, always working on on your own stuff and pro- recording your music. Hmm. Have you ever produced for other people? Yeah, or like yeah, you know, yeah, I have.
1: Yeah. I have, and I guess the latest. Um, The last time I did that was a record for uh, Lawrence Arabia, Ah. who's an Auckland-based artist. James Milne is his name. He's a good friend. Yeah, that was really interesting. The experiences that I have had producing music, what I learn about myself is that I've got quite a low strike rate of good ideas, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Or is that because (laughs) he's uh,
0: prolific? Do you think, uh, why? Well,
1: it may just be because it's, when it's your own music and it's your ideas and you've been making it for a long time, like he has, then you're more, you know, you know what might work better for you, I guess. And when you're producing someone else's music, you're not, it's a different kettle of fish. So I just found like every time I'd have, I'd be, I'd be like, oh, let's try this thing. And then we'd try it out and I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, that's no good. And then, you know, that would sort of happen a few times. and But every time, he was like, his strike rate was way high. He was like, I think we should do this thing and we'd do it. And I'd be like, that is really good. And then after a while, I just learned to shut up and just let him, and just record whatever he thought was the best thing to do. And I guess that is also is the mark of a good producer at times is knowing when to just shut up and let stuff happen, you know. Um, And in fact, Toby Lang from Fat Brady's Drop, who is a a dear friend of mine, he said this once just about songwriting, and he was like, sometimes the best contribution you can make is no contribution at all. And that always stuck with me and, and sort of sums it up really well it's, that that's it's a that's a tough art it's just knowing when something's when to not do anything
0: yeah know. yeah yeah interesting it's a,
1: it's, or it's like a mysterious one
0: it's like knowing when not to play when to leave a space it's
1: a bit like that isn't it that's yeah, interesting yeah yeah it's interesting. and it's something that you it's one of the key things about uh, improvising with live music, or playing playing live music, or in, or writing stuff. I, it, it's that. It's that. Um, yeah, just knowing when when when's a good time to leave space, and you know the impulse is always to be active, to mm. do something. But um, in all fields, then non-action um, is is equally important. You know. Mm. But it's a hard. You have to sometimes. You have to. It's a it's a quiet voice that mm. you got to listen to. Mm. You, know, you know, and not always just follow the the part of you that wants to.
0: Yeah, wants to just get amongst
1: it, you know, all the time. Hey, I just
0: uh, just uh, some of your other co- collaborations. While I think of it, yeah, I guess you worked with you worked with Barnaby uh, Weir for years uh, with the Black Seeds, and then uh, yeah. and then he's got this fly, he had the Fly My Pretties project. So sometimes uh, you, you go back and be a part of that.
1: Yeah, that's kind of like it's quite an odd. Band in a way that it's not a band. It's a band, but it's not a band, and that the cast is always... It's more like a theatre show in some ways. Yeah. The, the cast... It's a very large group of people, and the cast is always slightly different, or, you know, there's... It's, it's, it's more akin to kind of theatre, and I guess that's the... That's one of the cool things about it, is that... Um, if you do it for a few, you know, for a f- more than a few nights in a row, it does, there's, there's that thing you get in theatre, which I remember from, I only did theatre when I was like, you know, 11 or something. Right. But I do remember if you work on a show together with a whole bunch of people, it just turned, it. you get that big family vibe that happens. Yes. Which you don't so much get from smaller groups of people or bands or whatever. It's something about a large group of people like that. Mm. Um, so it's kind of, it's just a bit more like that, I guess. Um. And, you know, I, I guess what's there's a whole variety of different music and different types of musicians. And again, I guess that's where this the skill just comes in, knowing when you know some people come in with their song and they know exactly what, what you want, and you just try and do you mm. just try and do the best thing for the song. So you try and do um, if they know what they want, try and do that. If they don't know what they want, then try and help them find. Yeah. The right thing yeah, yeah right and it's just so it's just it's just that sort of um, I guess that's the enjoyable bit about it it's, it's just um, trying to find the best thing for a song is mm. always is always a good challenge I think
0: yeah right I guess when you do work on a project like that like a uh, i a pretty show sure, once you've done that do you find when you're doing Lord Echo stuff for instance do you feel like you, you go back to that a bit more tooled up or, or, or you know what nah, I mean
1: no not really I mean they're quite they're just such different worlds I right. mean i f- i f- I mean to be honest I find more the older I get the more I just want to be in the studio you know yeah. like I yeah well I mean as as, as torturous as it is for me because it really is it's quite my relationship with producing music is quite a dysfunctional relationship in many ways <laughs> but um I you know I've just I guess I've had my whole life as a touring musician and I realize now you know what you want changes but at this point in my life I really value uh, r- predictability, routine, stability. I like the idea of a week, you know, where yes. there's, there's five days of working. Yes. And then there's two days where you don't work and you do perhaps your housework and there's just this kind of regular cycle. Right. That I mean, most people, you know, people that aren't touring musicians will have this clear sense, I guess, of what <laughs> I'm talking about. But for me, it's like this amazing thing, you know, I, that, I I've, that I've sort of started, yeah, <laughs> I've started to try and really prioritize in my life and I've turned into a person that is just has the most ridiculous little routines, but they make me feel safe. Essentially. I feel secure when I, when the same kind of things, it's just me something to hang on to, you know, especially when you do have to try and um, navigate the emotional ups and downs of creative work, which is not easy for me. Yeah. And, um, and having those kind of Having the stability, the stability of kind of routines that you just are ingrained in you, then helps me kind of navigate that um, a little with less sort of uh, impact on me and the people around me. I think so. That's something I'm learning to do because I'm a grown up, you know. Yeah. And I tell you what, the great thing I've, I mean, the I've got a new studio space and. Um, and it's basically the downstairs of my friend's house, which he's letting me rent, which is really awesome. So the coolest thing about it, though, is that I can only do it nine to five. Ah, so yes. come 5 p.m., I, no matter what's going on, no matter how deep I am in it, I just have to stop. And it's so hard to do, but I just have to do it. And as soon as I get out of here, though, I'm so glad. It just means it's not taking over my whole life. And afterwards, I straight afterwards, I just go and have a sauna because often I'm <laughs> just like, uh, often I can't, I, you know, when you just concentrate on something for, yeah, and you concentrate on something for eight hours and you just, you lose the Persi- ability to relate to other people. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I just, and I just find that if I go and sit in a really hot room, then after a certain amount of time, all I can think about is, it just melts your thoughts. You know, you, all you can think about is, I want to be not this hot. And you just sort of just have to it's just wipes the slate. It's like a gelato. It you, just ha- wipes the pellets clean. Have you got
0: a sauna? Have you got access to a sauna? Is that what you're saying? Well,
1: funnily, no, no. I no. Though no, this is um, well funnily enough I do actually my friend who's whose place of studio at is, has, has built his own sauna. Yeah, Holy we, heck. we put the oven upstairs, but you have it's a fire one, so you have to light right, fire. For right. No, I just go to the local, you know, community pools or whatever. Yeah, right. Um Awesome. On my way home before I cook dinner, and so this, there's, this there's my little, I got all my little routines. It's very, very comforting. Far that's that's awesome.
0: It's good. It's and it's rare for a working musician to uh, to find these routines. So I think I, well, like, I commend it's you. taken
1: me twenty years to be to be fair. You know, it's not like I've just arrived <laughs> at these. These kind of grown-up um, solutions to creative problems over,
0: <laughs> overnight. Obviously, it sounds like you've got your routine. You enjoy your studio life, but you're still mm. still touring and traveling, right? I mean, you, yeah. you've been going back to
1: Japan quite frequently in the last few years. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. They love you, always, right? They love you. I'm always happy to. Yeah, and yeah. I'm always and I and I love Japan. I'm yes. always happy to go back. Yes, it's what I like about well, there's many things I like about it, but just on a practical level, it's not it's only 12 hours away. It's not a large flight. The it's, time difference is only four hours, so you don't get there. It's not when you go to Europe and you get there and you just wrecked for like... A week. You know, sometimes you just... You, yeah, a week. Yeah, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you get lucky, but it doesn't destroy you too much. And then, of course, there's just all the fantastic things about... Japan to enjoy. Um, yes, you know uh, we could. I could go on and on. I, uh, they, <laughs> you know, they, they have an incredible attention to detail, which I guess you know it's a cliche, but it's true, and it allow and a, a crazy work ethic, and it allows them to, you know, that's why they produce sets things of such incredible beauty and um, yeah. and, and efficiency and uh, deliciousness. Yes, um, and <laughs> I'm very lucky. But, I always feel very lucky to get to go over there and have the experiences that I do. So very thankful to uh, to Kenji from Wonderful Noise, who runs the label over there, who's been really good to a lot of New Zealand, He's re- released a lot of New Zealand music. And, yes. you know, it's really, it's just thanks to that particular individual actually fronting some cash and bringing me over there that, has allowed me to do that. So I'm, I'm very grateful. And, you know, like there's lots of other places I'd like to go to in the world. Yes, But it's yes. expensive to take big b- bands and, and either, you know, I can't afford to do it. One
0: question I wanted to clarify why, while I had you is um, originally when you started the Lord Echo project, you were called hmm. Lord... Fader, is that correct? <laughs> that is some trivia. It is some That's trivia. True. Now, and I wanted to clarify this: Did George Lucas and the Star Wars Enterprise? I mean, <laughs> did they come
1: after you? Come after me? Did they come after? No, did he send in the feds? Didn't, what ha- I, I, I mean, I'd love to, I'd love to fuel that rumor, but um, we can now. No, if you like. <laughs> I, I believe, I believe, um, Lord Fader was already taken. It was it's oh. not an original. Uh, it was not an original concept. Oh. So. Yeah, I believe that... I guess it must have been... Yeah, the internet was around then. And um, it was like, no, that's a no-go. And then um, Lord Echo came about, I guess because... Oh, that's right, because I... Um, oh, there was this particular font that's on the album covers that I just fell in love with. And I only had the... F- I didn't have the full alphabet, so I had to. It was Lord Echo. Was one of the things I could spell with the letters I had. I only had to make <laughs> this. I only had to make the. I can't remember. I had to make a couple of letters by you know cutting out, but photocopying and gluing stuff together. But um, anyway, so that's how. That's how I was Lord Echo and not Lord Fader. Okay, that's which is I think for the for the best.
0: Yeah, I think best. it's for the best. I think it's it worked out good. I mean, I do remember in your first incarnation thinking, "God damn, that's cool," and then for whatever reason, I thought. George Lucas had sent the feds after you. Yeah, um, it wouldn't
1: have, it wouldn't have wound up well. And, and at I, and some I'm, point,
0: I might have been, I might be guilty of perpetuating that rumor. Um, so if that ever good. comes back to you,
1: okay. um, no, you know
0: good. where that might have come from. <laughs> thank you very okay. much, Mr. Mike Fabulous, you, aka Lord Echo Kia ora, and thank you for taking the time out to talk to us.